This is episode seven. She's a fixture in the Charleston music scene as a singer and guitarist. She's a solo act as well as a leader in three other bands, Matadero, Lindsey Holler's Western Polaroids, Lindsey Holler and the Hollerettes. Her most recent project, the Women and series at the Charleston Music Hall, celebrates popular musicians while highlighting local talent. This is Lindsey Holler. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm excited. Quite the intro. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so I start every podcast with this question. Okay. Your earliest memory of music. Well, um, well, well, <laughs> it's weird because um, it's not that early. You'd think I'd have like young, young, uh, young, young memories. Um, and I can only think about um, maybe I'm eight or ten and uh, my parents had like a stereo set up in our living room and for some reason I'd just be in there playing cassettes mm-hmm. this was back in cassette days and sitting in there by myself and listening to stuff and that's probably my earliest memory um was just kind of discovering music on my own yeah well, whatever was there um I guess starting to form opinions yeah some of it was weird <laughs> <laughs> not in like a good way okay um my parents had pretty pedestrian tastes like okay. uh what, what were they so what were they listened to you know like Beach music, mm-hmm. maybe some. I mean, nothing. Yep, yeah, they're gonna kill me if they ever heard that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was okay. It wasn't yeah. like we, we didn't have a lot of. Um, I didn't grow up with a lot of classics though. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I my parents didn't really listen to Bob Dylan or Willie Nelson or like any of these kind of you know major. Like they didn't listen to the Beatles, mm-hmm. so I didn't really have that as a reference point until later in my life. Yeah. Um, which is, I'm still trying to catch up, actually. There's still, like, David Bowie was not a big thing in my house growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, what in the world? How did I make it out of the door? And that's okay. <laughs> that's really fine. It's okay. I'm figuring it out. I'm backtracking. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. So what uh, was your first cassette that you bought or you asked for? Oh, that I bought or I asked Since you for. Since you were talking about cassettes. Yeah. I had that hot pink uh, rectangle boombox that every girl in my time had my time. No. <laughs> um, what was the, you know, it probably would have been something like, man, it could have been something like Cindy Lauper or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It would have been something like a Cindy Lauper tape probably would have been the right time frame. Okay. Um, and then um, I listened to a lot of pop stuff mm-hmm. and uh, kind of didn't really have my own ideas about it. And, but I had an older brother who somehow he got really great taste in music. I'm like, how did you develop this? Um, we lived in the same house. But he was the one who turned me on to all the classic people. Like he made me listen to Bob Dylan and made me listen to Neil Young and the Rolling Stones. And so he really kind of funneled my development in the proper channels of the classics. Yes. Yeah. So we should thank your brother. I thank him all the time. What Nathan. is his name? His name is Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. He probably should have been the one in the family that got the musical chops, but uh, sorry, buddy. I got so he, no, <laughs> no, can't sing, can't no. play an instrument? No. Nope. Wow. No. Nobody in my immediate family can. Okay. It, I didn't grow up with, like, a lot of people talk about family sing-alongs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, I, don't, I didn't have that. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. That wasn't part of No, that wasn't my deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he didn't get that, but he, um, consumes music and, um, it's been interesting. He's got a, a son now who's eight and he's 
definitely channeling the same thing. Like, his kid can point out Booker T and the MGs at oh, eight. Wow. Like, all right, all right, you know. So uh, the family lineage is continuing on to the next generation with musical things. But it was interesting, though, when my um, tastes started to divert mm-hmm. and we didn't agree on things. And mm. at first I started to capitulate a little bit, but then I got older and I was like, no, I don't really like that. I like this. And um, it took a while for us to figure it out, you know, because he was the older, wiser brother who knew knew yeah. better. And I was just the younger sister who didn't until. Yeah. yeah. I have an older brother, so I completely get that, where they're just um, you know, and growing up, did they ever do like, oh, well, he's older and he's a boy and, you know, he can do some things that you can't do. And um, maybe yeah. just being the younger girl, you kind of got sheltered a little bit too much. And then you hit the rebel <laughs> line and you just kind of take off and you're like, well, I'm going to listen to whatever the fuck I want to listen to and <laughs> do whatever I want to listen to. And it's totally fine that I'm completely different than everyone else. Well, I didn't get too rebellious. And I have, a, I have two older brothers, so okay. their dynamic, they're closer in age. Mm-hmm. They're, a lo- they're both a little bit older than I am. So they always kind of dominated the landscape. I kind of just rolled underneath, you know, doing my thing. They were always, like, the uh, dominating forces. So um, I don't know what's going with that, but uh, <laughs> I, it enabled me to kind of go under the radar. So yeah. I, and I wasn't really rebellious about a lot, but... I just quietly started to assert myself, and that was just like, oh, I'm still doing that to this day. I'm like, you know, I'm... It's a method that works, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I guess. So, you are from New York? No. No, no. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Wait, I was like, wait, I have my notes right here. I've lived lived in New York, um, and I lived in uh, New Paltz, New York. Okay. Um, I'm from Monk's Corner. So I'm I, down the road. I'm a complete asshole. Cause no. I'm like, oh, you're from New York. And then I'm like, no, it says clearly right here that you lived in New Orleans. Yeah. And New York in my notes. And I'm like, well, you know, you could read here, I Maggie. love that you think I'm from New York, though. <laughs> That's pretty – that makes me feel tough. Um, well, you are, you're a tough chick. Well, I, uh, you know, I guess it's um, calluses on myself <laughs> from living. Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, you know. Um, I mean, it was funny. Like, uh, I remember the first night I moved to New York, I'd driven up from Charleston mm-hmm. in one fell swoop. And I walked into my apartment, and I was moving in with a friend of mine who I'd gone to school with in Boston. And he had some friends there, and I don't know, I was tired. And I just kind of sat and I was like, gee whiz. And <laughs> these New Yorkers looked at me like, did this chick just say gee whiz? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm tired. So I was kind of like a strange anomaly and mm-hmm. in the, but I always have loved New Yorkers and enjoyed their uh, frankness mm-hmm. their directness I appreciate that yeah I mean that's a, yeah. a quality that and they're sweethearts you yeah. know you just gotta you know like you know give them a little time warm up you know yeah and they'll come around oh too. yeah for sure um, okay so now that we are officially established that you are from Charleston mm-hmm. um, and that I should read my notes <laughs> more closely um so, since you've been playing in Charleston for, we'll say, a couple of years, yeah, um, what has motivated you to keep creating in this town? And has this town, or how has this town supported you creating music? So, it's kind of like twofold. Yeah. Well, um, I've been playing music here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um Seriously, since about 2005. 
I would say. Um, it's definitely had its ebbs and flows uh, since then. And, um, you know, relationships is a huge part for staying here, um, whether it's relationships with venues, which have been in long development and have been nurtured on both sides, mm-hmm. and they've been great, and with uh, musicians, you know? I mean, um, yeah, I've, I've met, met a lot of people here who inspired me, and it was always a good kind of musical fit, and yeah, it's been fruitful. Yeah. Um, but right. shaking up the snow globe and trying something new is always interesting, mm-hmm. and something to always take a look at, you know, because I have been here for a long time, mm-hmm. and it would be interesting to see what would happen if I was in a different kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, have you noticed um, when there are new ideas, you're presenting new ideas, or trying something new, um, is it normally well-received in the town, or is it more of a head-scratcher from venue, the public, listeners, um, well, <laughs> hmm. yeah, I, <laughs> be as frank if you, I, if you want to be. <laughs> my problem. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is the one drawback sometimes I find to this community is I wish things were a little bit more open to try different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like. Venues are definitely supportive of that, and musicians are usually down for that, but sometimes getting people out to shows for that is challenging. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to just say, trust me, you need to come. But then, you know, I don't know, put myself in that position maybe. Yeah. But uh, that is that is a challenge, you know, to mm-hmm. get people to maybe try something they haven't heard of, something new, you know, that would, yeah. And so if you could change one thing, would that maybe be one of the things if you could get the public to be a little bit more more open to yeah. coming and listening to original music or um I just feel like you know you need to uh, to support what's going on here because mm-hmm. it's good and it's vibrant and there's interesting things happening whether it's a you know whatever it is there's a lot of good stuff happening and if people don't come out and support that um, it's, it can't it can't continue, you know. And um, it's funny you go to these big shows here, like where you know who it's Wilco or whomever, and you yeah. see all these people, and you're like, why aren't you coming to some of the local bands that kind of sound like Wilco? You know, they're in your backyard. It's pretty easy. I mean, I get late night shows or a drag sometimes, totally. Yeah, we but um, especially on school nights. <laughs> right, I, I understand. <laughs> But, um, yeah, just, I mean, a continued support uh, for local music is, is always appreciated and needed. Yeah. Um, for sure. Because, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's a community thing. It's a community building thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've got, like, a project that I do with a couple of people, and it's a sing-along. Like, mm-hmm. we go and we sit in a room with people, and we have the lyrics on the wall, and we all sing songs together. And it's, it is, because, I mean, like, uh, not everybody gets the chance to sit in a room and sing out loud together, you mm-hmm. know? And it's an experience. It's a shared, in-the-moment experience. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty great. Um, 
And that's for musicians, though. No. Oh, no, you no, don't no. want you don't want people like me. Yeah. Coming, no, 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 no. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> no, it is. It is, it is a public. Me it is a public thing where um, it's yeah. You come mm-hmm. in and, and we've done it at various uh, venues around town. We did, did one for Piccolo Spoleto this past year. I think we'll do it again. And it's yeah. Everybody is welcome. That's the point. Yeah. You know. No, it's not a matter of chops. It's a matter of being willing mm-hmm. to sit in a room and sing with other people. And it's a group sing-along, and we've got the words up there. Yeah. We pick familiar songs. Um, it's cool. Good. It's yeah. a, so the vulnerability is not that. It's not like... Cause the, the first one, the first song's always weird. Always yeah. weird. And we try <laughs> to pick the coolest, easiest one to, like, just get over the hurdle. Mm-hmm. And then once you do it, you think, cool. Because, I mean, some people may not have sung in a setting like that since grade school or, yeah. you know, when, whenever. And so it's an interesting scenario to put yourself in yeah yeah and please tell me there's alcohol served no oh okay. well it maybe it's byob i think one of the ones we did was byob because okay. we've had to well not had to but um one of the things we've done with a couple of these is um in a, do it in association with a church because mm-hmm. that tends to be an environment where people are willing to come and do this mm-hmm. you know so if we're in a church setting, the uh, alcohol yeah, situation might be fluid. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and disclaimer, you don't have to drink to do any of these things. No, but, but it certainly makes me, it easier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking from a personal standpoint of if you guys are going to get me out to sing, I just, you know, need a little nip. And yeah. Oh, no. Hey, well, welcome to the, the, yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> um, well, you know, I do Christmas caroling every year, and it's another kind of community environmental situation mm-hmm. and um we walk up and down king street one night we walk into restaurants we walk into bars we walk into retail we sing one song mm-hmm. and then we walk out and um it's always been an amazing situation it's really hard to explain how kind of cool it is because mm-hmm. usually people <laughs> usually hostesses look at me like i'm insane because yeah. i'm carrying a guitar <laughs> and i'm the only person who's carrying a guitar so i get all the weird looks yeah there's about 10 of us and we just kind of walk in and pile in and then we just sing this one song and then yeah. leave On immediately the yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's I, well that's a great sense of community and it like, is i feel uh especially caroling i mean yeah. we we don't i mean i don't live i feel like in a neighborhood where caroling and i didn't grow up in a neighborhood where no. caroling was a thing no. so you know i mean i grew up in roundo okay. south carolina yeah so i mean yeah but, in the middle of freaking nowhere. <laughs> would be frowned upon. <laughs> or you'll get shot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and it's funny. We've talked about it. Like, we've brought up going residential. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just don't know how that would work. You know, like, um, I feel like unannounced drop-ins at residences are not what they used to be. Yes. They're not looked upon the same way as they would have 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, it seems dicey. <laughs> so, yeah. so we've stuck to more of a commercial route. Like, going down King you know, at like seven or eight at night, you know, and just kind of hitting places. But we've, there's been debate about that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like that'd be kind of, well, you know, I've also done, I've also done (laughs) singing telegrams before. Really? For Valentine's Day. It was a fundraiser. Uh Uh-huh. And it was a one-time thing. And people knew what, like some of the people, like, well, they didn't know actually. And uh, we would walk into businesses, their job. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, their home, wherever, and we would sing them a song. It was on Valentine's Day. It was really sweet. Um, 
Yeah, there was one where this lady who was on the Air Force base, mm-hmm. her husband who was overseas bought her one, oh and it was God. just nobody made it through. Oh <laughs> Everybody in the office was crying, and I was just like, the best, yes. Oh, yeah. Now, do you do you get to wear like something very cute and like themed? No, we we didn't get to go that far. It was just enough for us to get it together to well, do this. <laughs> I, I think we had like um, we had shirts, the same shirt on that had like a heart on it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything elaborate. Um, it was really challenging to organize i organized it and um it was one of not one well it's up there with one of the most challenging things i've ever organized because i had five mm-hmm. teams all day long dispatched oh to send out singing telegrams and it, there were like there were moments where things didn't work out and mm-hmm. the, we'd never done it before so i was like Gotta keep <laughs> i don't know i don't know whatever <laughs> you can do like uh yeah it was interesting so do you know about how many you did that day 24. Okay. That's yeah. a good number. It was good, yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't raise a ton of money, but um, it was everybody who was involved, whether it was the singers or the recipients or the person who gave them, everybody was happy with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was great. It was great. One didn't get – it was interesting. One did not get delivered because it was at a school, mm-hmm. and the school wouldn't let them on for, like, you know, uh, safety. safety reasons. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So <laughs> – we had to get. We told them to record it outside the school, and we sent it to the person. Oh, cute! So we tried to yeah. make, make amends. I yeah. like it. Yeah, you gotta work with what you got. That was the that was the theory of the day. Yeah, roll with it. So, you are a Jill of all trades, then. <laughs> yes. Um, and so yes. to also add to your resume, you are a show producer. Yes. Producing one of the bigger one of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest shows. Oh wow! Uh, quarterly shows, quarterly, right? Ish, yeah. Ish, yeah. Um, at the Charleston Music Hall, the Women and series. Yeah. Um, and so, me personally, I saw Women Cook was my first one. Ooh. And I was like, I'm hooked. Oh. Hook, hook. hook. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, like cook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Dudes and Dolly. Oh great! Oh my gosh, that got that got fun. That was good. <laughs> Um, and so you have one coming up, Women and Willie, on January 25th. Yes. So let's start from the beginning of that. Okay. And what gave you the idea for the Women and series? Well, the Women and series was all Charles Carmody's idea. Okay. He is the genesis. Um, he reached out to myself and Hazel Ketchum. Mm-hmm. I think I met Hazel a couple of times, but we never really worked together. And we had coffee one morning, and he said, hey, I've got an idea for a show. What if we um, got some lady singers and we covered Tom Waits? Mm. We were like, great, because we were both, Hazel and I were both Tom Waits fans. So, yeah, we kind of did it. Didn't know how it was going to go, and um, it went well. Everybody enjoyed it. So we thought, well, we'll try and uh, do a couple more. Mm -hmm. And we're in our fourth year, so it's been amazing. Um, It's been really a journey, um, hand in hand with an, an amazing venue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with the women and series, was this, would we, would you say like maybe your first hat of being producer and taking on something of the scale? Um, well, I'd done some producing, um, prior to that. Okay. I'd, um, I've been, yeah, I've been, Dabbling and putting on shows all the way back to um, 2007. Okay, so this was at Cumberland. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't as um, it, it 
didn't happen as often mm-hmm. b- back then. And um, it was a, it was loosey goosey. Yeah, <laughs> I've tightened the <laughs> ship up since then. Yeah, <laughs> how many? Twelve years later. Um, but yeah, we pro- I produced a show with some friends at Cumberland's um, way back in the day. Um, it was funny, and it was the same reason all all over again. We wanted to play, and we were like, well, we need to get people out. Mm-hmm. So we each had our own bands, and we had some friends in other places, and we got them together. And people at Cumberland's were amazing, and they were supportive. And so we did that there, and we did a couple years of it. And then Cumberland's closed, and we moved it to the poorhouse. And it mm-hmm. did that there for a couple years. It was called the um, Holy City Cold Heart Revival. Wow. Yeah, great name. I love that name. Yeah, and it was all like alt-country mm-hmm. kind of music. Um, and we got a lot of people from the southeast, and um, it was great. And then um, I started doing some shows at the Tin Roof. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was kind of getting more into the theme thing. Mm-hmm. Like we did Rolling Stones versus Beatles, uh, Women in Country. But it was more like um, we highlighted just the women in country music and anybody could perform or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, I think, one of the – Charles had done some shows with me as a performer, and um, I think that's one of the reasons he might have tapped me to uh, talk about these women and things because yeah. he knew I'd done a little bit of that. But um, the, the Women and series has definitely uh, refined everything and mm-hmm. – provided a lot of ground to learn how to do things and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So it's been good. So earlier, <laughs> um, because I was a big dum-dum and did not record um, us just shooting the shit earlier, <laughs> but uh, you were referencing making a set list, very much like making it like a mixtape, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so how do you go about setting up these set lists for the shows? Well, um or figuring out, I guess, the flow or the intertwining theme. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you got to start with the songs you're doing and the the artists you're doing. And, um, you know, prior, for the last couple of years, our format for these shows had been two, two sets, two different bands, one band in each set. Mm-hmm. And um, the bands kind of operated independently. Um, I took one band and kind of ran it, and Hazel took one band, and we split the singers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we'd been doing. So I was kind of only really um, responsible for my side of things. And, yeah, kind of some of it depends on the material and um, the songs that are chosen. Mm-hmm. I try to let singers choose their own songs. You know, okay. I feel like if someone's got a connection with a song, absolutely, if we can make that happen, let's do that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. There's ways of thinking about it. Like I've taken a situation where I've come out of the gate with like a punch to the face with some like, Mm. you know, just, whoa, we're starting the show kind of song. And then other times I kind of like to ease in, like do some in front of the curtain thing before and then lift the curtain up and it's the band. And it really kind of depends on the material and the songs that are chosen. But Mm -hmm. so each one's a little different. Yeah. You know, Um, and there was a while there where I kind of tried to, with the singers, we have a couple of singers in each group and, kind of let them come out and stay there and do their however many songs instead of kind of moving things off and on. Mm-hmm. I felt like you could kind of settle in a little bit if you were on the stage for a consecutive thing. Yeah. But then there's there's merit to mixing it up as well, mm-hmm. um, which we might be doing a little bit more of with the Stevie Wonder. Ooh. I mean, um, oh, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Whoa, that was the last show. Um, my brain might still be on Stevie Wonder time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to click it over to Willie Nelson time. 
that's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how do you pick the artist? So uh, Wonder, Cook, Willie? Yeah, well, um, I mean, usually Charles and Hazel and I get together and we talk about it. And, um, I mean, you got to – I mean, we want to sell tickets. So mm-hmm. we want some pe- somebody that people are going to come to hear. Yeah. Um, that's probably a top thing. And that – you know, I love Warren Zevon, but I don't think a woman in Warren Zevon would sell. And I admit that. Um, and then, you know, we tr- there's got to be a pretty extensive catalog. Mm-hmm. You know, we want at least, you know, 15 or 20 pretty strong songs that, mm-hmm. you know, I am love to go down deep cut land, but you definitely have to have, you know, some hits and some things that, you know, like that. So that's part of it. And then, um, I mean, we've... Yeah, we've hit a lot of high notes with with what we've chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It, it, Willie Nelson seems to be long overdue. Yeah, some of the things timing wise didn't work out, so mm-hmm. we had to kind of push some things off. And I think Willie Nelson definitely fell in that category. Yeah. yeah. So out of all the ones that you've done mm-hmm. so far, do you have a favorite? Whew. They're all so different. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they're all different journeys. Like mm-hmm. uh, I've. I don't know a lot about some of these artists we've covered. You know, I kind of know some basic, like, points. And Mm -hmm. I have to do deep dives because I'm kind of dealing with all the songs. And so I've learned a lot from so many. I mean, um, you know, I don't know. That's really, yeah, Yeah. it's really tough to say. Um, And that's okay. You don't, I mean. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Tom Waits was just a a great Mm -hmm. starting point. And um, he will always forever be kind of my number one. So, um I could easily default to that as far as the most memorable, but, um, we've had, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good shows and, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 We'll leave it at that. Uh, so (laughs) you have like a humongous list of very talented people that Mm. have been involved in the series. So if, any talented musician may be listening to this, how can they get involved if they wanted to maybe play the next one? The way they would do that is they would reach out to Charles Carmody at the Music Hall. Um, I believe if you go to their website, his contact information is listed. Uh, email him, get in touch, and he will figure it out from there. We'll direct them the, the right way. Okay. But yeah, we're always excited when people are interested and in, in want to get involved and mm-hmm. um We've got, we try to bring on new people every time, and mm-hmm. we do have um, two people this time who have not done this before. Not okay. saying. Yeah. And actually, a couple of the band members haven't played it before. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. Um, and I was, we, were, we had a rehearsal last night, and I was telling some of the people, I said, you know, actually, the backstage is almost more fun than the actual performing <laughs> part. Because you get to hang out with people you don't usually get to hang out yeah. with, and we're having a great time, and it's, it's, it is a lot of fun. Well, and I think it goes back to maybe this reoccurring theme of creating community, yes. which I think you do a really great job of and maybe presents opportunities for these musicians to meet each other, like you said, that may have not met before yeah. and may want to continue a musical relationship in the future to work on other projects or what have you. Oh, it's definitely and a networking opportunity um, mm-hmm. because almost everybody involved, whether they're a musician or a singer, they're working musicians and singers. And um, I don't know, you can't have enough contacts, yeah. you know. And um, and I think it's even as a performer, it's um, gratifying and um, it expands your 
your your situation when you play with people you've never played with before because mm-hmm. it's a little bit different of a situation and um, I think it it's a, it's a good good way to mix things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, we're always excited, uh, like you know, when we get to bring people together that haven't played before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes you a better musician. Yeah, yeah, know? definitely. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, I can't. Uh, there's always new connections that are being had at these shows, mm-hmm. and um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, is there a dudes and in our future? <sighs> maybe. I know, and I, I forgive me because I only know dudes and Dolly because yeah. I'm so t- Dolly Parton tunnel vision because she is an angel amongst us. She is. A real-life Disney princess, <laughs> if you will. And I cannot <laughs> argue with that at all. I mean, like woodland creatures, probably get her help, <laughs> like dress her in the morning, you know. They'll come to her window still. Um, that's, the, that's the one I've seen, and I don't know if there's another dudes, maybe in the back of your mind or one maybe in the future. Maybe. Um we did um, Guys and Gillian Welch. Okay. We did that uh, two years ago. Um, and we decided that we just wanted to um, kind of cut back on the number of shows we were doing, mm-hmm. and that was one way to do that. Okay. Uh, sorry, that, dudes. Yeah, sorry, dudes. You get, you get a lot <laughs> of shows, though. Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of shows. That's also true. Um so we, I think that it happened more for kind of just kind of cutting back on the number to kind of concentrate and and um, spread our resources a little bit better. Because mm-hmm. we are only doing three this year, and um, we only did three last year, and okay. it used to be kind of quarterly. Yeah. So that's kind of where it's been. Um, I would love to do that again because it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I'll say that is a challenge though with that show is that if we were doing it the way I'd really want to do it, I'd want to have an all-girl band, mm-hmm. and that's still kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still kind of hard to find a lot of lady players, so, um, you know, we need to keep kind of working on that. So, so um, meet, meet do you people. think that it would be helpful? I don't know if this even exists, but, like, a women, like a women in music happy hour or a women, hmm. like, um, a little mingle time. What? A little mingle time? Yeah, like, or, um, you know, you can kind of get together and talk about, you know, I, I haven't, I have a single coming out this week, and you can get the opportunity to talk to your peers about it, or, hey, I'm really struggling with my social media presence and have mm-hmm. people weigh in on that, or, huh. hey, I'm struggling in this chord progression. Does anyone, can anyone weigh in on this? Just kind of a, maybe a round table where if you want to have a cocktail, you can, or coffee, what works for you, but... Um, or even people like myself where I have no musical ability at all, yeah. but I want to meet really cool ladies in the area, in the industry here in Charleston where yeah. you can get together and just support and help each other because it is frustrating to hear that, you know, there should be more female players. Well, I, and I might not be um, networking as aggressively as I should be. Um, I definitely don't get it th- get out there as much as I should, mm-hmm. um, so that's certainly on me. But I think that's a great idea. I've never thought about that as far as, I mean, again, just going back to the networking mm-hmm. and um, talking to people, it's always so good when you can get somebody's opinion or some feedback or, you know, especially people who are kind of doing what you're doing and facing what you're facing, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a really great idea. Hmm. All right. Well, mm. we'll, we'll take this offline and we'll <laughs> everybody stay posted for that. Hey, that, that, that. <laughs> Women and cocktails. I don't know what we'll call it. But. Wow, that that would be a high seller. <laughs> um, so we've come to the last question. Okay. 
wow i haven't even been drinking i'm already stumbling (laughs) over my words um what is your entrance song maybe of your lifetime or this week of the moment of this month this month i've been um all right so let's narrow it down what would be my entrance song um you know it's uh my uh yeah my ears have been so transient lately with just kind of learning material mm-hmm. so um i'm in a willie nelson phase right now i'm okay. deep in immersed in willie nelson and i think shotgun willie would be my okay. would be my entrance song that so you need to use your shotgun willie t-shirt then oh yeah they have they have they're uh, like the ringer tees like the, it's like white and it has like the blue Ringer here and the blue ringer here on the I'm arm. I'm gonna get on the internet. I'm okay. gonna look for that. Oh, Chapa has one. I'll oh, send you wow. the link. You're oh okay. man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I Shotgun Willie is um is one of my favorites and it feels right mm-hmm. right now. Um. Yeah. That would be it. I think. Perfect. Yeah. Nice vibe. Yeah. I mean, well, you can't ever go wrong with Willie. I mean, whew. especially that song too. It's fun. It's good. Not too much. Not too little. Just there. Just right. Yeah. 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 So, Lindsay Holler, how can people follow you, support you, like you? How do we find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Facebook at Lindsay Holler. Um, I'm on Instagram. I think it's Lindsay Holler. <laughs> just confirmed all this. I I'll, believe I'll so. Also, well, I'll also link all this stuff <laughs> on the blog post, too. I'll be, I believe that's it. And then... um. Um, I've got a website that's under construction, and it will be lindsayholler.com. Perfect. So we're getting our ducks in a row for 2020. Um, but um, Instagram and Facebook are pretty regularly updated, so that's probably those are the best bets for right now. Perfect. Yes. And so lastly, Women and Willie. Saturday, January 25th, Charleston Music Hall. Get your tickets online at charlestonmusichall.com. Yes. Um, any parting words? Uh, thank you so much for having me on to talk. Thank you this for is, coming. Yeah. To my in-house studio. This beautiful studio. <laughs> Man, you. feels creative the minute you walk in. We try. This is our little incubator of creativity. Oh, man. The feels good. The of trust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That should, yeah. yeah that's We're going to end on that. <laughs> I mean. Done. <laughs> thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. The TP of trust. <laughs>